Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And they stayed in the house for the entire movie. Oh, they sure did. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler, ladies and gentlemen. It certainly is. And is it a spoiler for a particular movie in this franchise? That it we're here to, may be. That we're here to talk about today? It may be. Okay, because this week we're talking about The Forever Purge. But before we talk about that, Maddie D, would you care to tell the people who may not have heard one of our shows before what exactly we do here. Absolutely. So just like a high school student dissecting a frog, what we do is we look at a movie, we look at a trailer actually for an upcoming movie and we dissect it, we rip it apart, we look at all of its vital organs, its its guts, you know, and we try to predict as much of that plot as humanly possible. Then when the movie comes out, we watch that movie and see how much we got right. That's exactly right. I couldn't have said it better myself, and I like the analogy too. Um, it's, it's it's as messy as dissecting a frog sometimes. Yes, and there's a lot of shit involved too. I don't know what those frogs have been eating. <laughs> moving on, <laughs> moving on. It's like a rat or a bat. Speaking of, this week we're talking about the latest installment in the Purge franchise. Why did I say speaking of like I'm insinuating that it's going to be shit? It could be the best Purge movie ever made. Who knows? It could be. This week we're talking about the fifth installment in the Purge franchise, The Forever Purge. And I'm sure you as well have had the song stuck in your head. Forever Purge. I want to be forever that's Purge. That's right. That's right. Do you really want to Purge forever? <laughs> forever, forever Purge. I hope they use that song in the movie. That'd be great. That'd if be they great. do, oh, obviously they're not going to sing Forever Purge. And also, I hear this is the movie where Purge Man meets up with Robin for the first time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that would be the Purge forever. <laughs> That's a good joke, though. Of course, all right, so as we said, this is the fifth installment in the Purge franchise, which started all the way back in 2013 with The Purge, and The Purge creator James DeMonico has stated that this movie will be the final Purge movie. The last one. He said that before. So The Purge was originally supposed to be a trilogy, and now we're at movie five. What's going on, James? Now, also, there were five Purge movies. Well, there's been four. We're about to talk about a fifth. But there was also a Purge TV series that ran for 27 episodes. Were you familiar with this at all, Matty D? I came across it in my research, yes. There we go. But you haven't seen an episode. I haven't seen any Purge-related material, so Okay, so we're doing your history already. I suppose we'll talk about what our personal histories are with the Purge in a sec, but I think I just should explain for anybody who may not be familiar... The whole premise of the Purge franchise is that it takes place in the United States in the not-too-distant future, where all crime has been eliminated. However, this is due to a national holiday known as the Purge, where all crime becomes legal for a 12-hour window. So anything goes in that period, though, from what I've seen so far, it's mainly just murder. Yeah. Any crime, you could be doing tax evasion in that time. (laughs) Yeah, just just wait to do your taxes in the Purge. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You could just... And then when you submit them and they're all wrong, you're like, I did it during the Purge, so it was legal. I pirated all these movies during the Purge. Yeah, exactly. Like, why aren't people doing that? I mean, I know your mind could go a lot darker places as well. Like, you could be running around. Jaywalking. Yeah, exactly. Jaywalking. uh, Glittering. Just get, you know, like when there's like an annual like garbage pickup, cutting in queues. You know yes. how they do like the the hard rubbish day, mm. where you put all like the junk that you don't have out on the footpath, and <laughs> and then if you do it any other time of the year, it's illegal. Yes. You could just put out all your rubbish out on the footpath on Purge Day. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I'm just thinking about all this shit. Yeah, I, uh, all the shit I could get done. So annoying when you've got all this during stuff the Purge that you need, now. You need to sell it and you put it on Gumtree or whatever, and you're like, oh god. See, the Purge would actually be all right here because we don't have access to like heavy firepower and guns in Australia so it'd just be alright I mean sure there might be a fair few you know rapes sexual assaults things like that yeah and surely a lot of thefts as well but you know there's not there's less chance of you being like mowed down by a civilian if you're putting out your hard rubbish on the footpath here 
the premise is a good premise. It is I've got an to say, premise. It's, it's a high concept premise. I think anybody can get on board with it straight away. But do the movies hold up to the premise? Matty D, what's your history with the Purge movies? I've not seen any of them. I've seen one episode of Rick and Morty where they do a Purge-esque episode. And that's it. Right. That's all I know. I know the premise. So you know the premise, but you don't know anything that happens in the movies. Nope. Though you sort of hinted at the start of the episode. Without spoiling anything, you sort of hinted at the start of the episode. You know what happens in at least one of the movies. Yeah. I think with this kind of movie, you kind of know where it goes. I guess we'll find out once we predict the episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. But yeah, no, I've never watched any of the movies, have you? Me, on the other hand, I saw the first Purge movie, I think back when it first came out, because I heard the concept, I'm like, oh my god, that's a great concept. It is a good concept. Of course, I was extremely disappointed when I sat down and watched the movie, because it's basically just a home invasion movie. Mm. So the whole first Purge movie takes place, no, sorry, not the first Purge, that's a different movie. The whole original 2013 Purge movie all takes place in a in a house, which has basically been set up to be a safe house, but people end up breaking in anyway. And I think it's Ethan Hawke and his family are harassed by a bunch of Purges. I went in expecting like a big budget out on the streets, everyone going berserk, killing each other movie. That's more so the sequels, but yeah, the first movie is very low budget. It's a Blumhouse movie. It's a Blumhouse franchise. There you go. So they've always been low budget. <laughs> Just watch Fantasy Island. Ugh. And yeah, they've usually got great concepts, but low budget, so they can't really do much. But then when the first movie did so well, they were able to expand out into the franchise as we know it now. And of course, they could explore things that they couldn't do in that first movie. So I did see Purge Election Year. I sort of like half watched it. I'm not sure if I saw the full movie, but I remember bits and pieces from that movie, which I guess is kind of good because it ties into the plot of this movie a little bit. That's good. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not exactly sure how it ties into this movie, but there was something important that happened at the end of Purge Election Year. Oh, really? That may or may not tie into this movie, but my theory is, no, it doesn't matter at all. Well, I have no idea if it does. I I didn't watch that movie. I talk about it in my plot, so there we go. Okay. So, yeah, my understanding of these movies is usually the good guys are kind of bunkered or trying to survive the purge. They're usually trying to lock themselves in an area while the purge happens. Yeah, that's right. Or they're out on the streets trying to survive Mm. while all chaos is going on around them, which is what I wanted from the first movie. But because I guess I got burnt with that first movie not being what I expected it to be, I guess I just knew what to expect from the other movies. Is there a reason why they wear masks? Because, like, crime is legal, so they wouldn't have to. think about it this way, Matty D. If crime is legal for a day, and then, well, sorry, for 12 hours, you're at home minding your own business, and then suddenly I burst into your house, and I steal all your alcohol and kick you in the nuts, and you can't do anything about it. I'd be like, that's a regular day. But if I came in in a mask... I love you, you steal my alcohol. That's all you're interested in. If I came in in a mask and did the same thing, you wouldn't know it was me, right? Sure. So that's the whole idea. So if you survive the purge and if you do something to hurt people that you know, say that you're, for example, again, this is a little bit dark. Say you're a rapist and you rape somebody you know. If you're wearing a mask, you're not going to get caught. So So they wear masks to hide their identity. The idea is that... The next day, there's like no hard feelings when you see your neighbor like (laughs) mowing his lawn. (laughs) Oh, geez, Jim, what happened to your house? What happened to your Ferrari that I've really coveted over these last few years? It's not in my it's not in my garage, I <laughs> As swear. As it's sitting in his driveway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I just bought a Ferrari. Because if you piss off somebody, you know, during a purge, next purge, it might be your ass on the line. Yeah. So that's why they wear masks. Well, I guess you'd wait for the next purge just to get back at the other person. Yeah, exactly. And I'll get you next the other reason The other reason they wear masks as well is because it looks good visually in the movies. It's a Blumhouse thing, right? Yeah, They exactly. do love the masks. And it's the purge in these movies is sort of treated like Halloween. They say ah. it's like Halloween for adults is how they always describe it. Though I Ooh. always thought that Halloween was Halloween for adults. Well, are, are adults really getting involved in Halloween? I guess they are a little bit. Well, here in Australia where we don't have trick-or-treating... It's growing. Halloween is more of like an adult thing because people like to just dress up in slutty costumes and go and get drunk. That's very much an adult thing. 
Yeah. And if kids are doing it, don't. <laughs> don't do that. Don't get drunk. <laughs> and wear slutty costumes. Neither of those things are good. Don't do that. So, yeah, the purge is treated very much the same way as Halloween is. And it's called the purge because the idea is population control, right? Yeah, that's right. So, no, and I think you're also purging that whole idea of wanting to do crime from your system. Getting all that murder and rape and rage That's right, because you have to remember as well that this takes place in a utopia. So, every other day of the year, there's no crime, there's no murder, nothing bad happens, and then everyone just gets it out of their system on the purge night. So, in that 12-hour window. Everything's great, but there's this one dark 12 hours where all this chaos happens. Mm. So that's why it's called The Purge. So what do we know about The Forever Purge so far? So we have one trailer for this for this movie. Yeah, that's right. One. Um, and from our understanding of it, the idea of The Purge is that it's only a 12-hour day of which yep. you can purge, but these guys or certain purges are extending it to be forever is the concept of this yeah. movie. So they don't want The Purge to stop. They just want the US to be one big lawless country where you can just purge all day long. Yeah, and we follow a a couple who I believe have just gotten into America. They've just survived the purge, and they've left the purge, and all of a sudden they're getting attacked still, and it seems like the lawlessness of the purge is still continuing, and they're just trying to survive this crazy, crazy world. Yeah, that's right. A lot of action scenes we're seeing in this trailer. Do you think we'll get more information from the description from the official website? Yeah, perhaps. Let's read it right now. So this is from the purge website. It says... This summer, all the rules are broken as a sect of lawless marauders decide that the annual purge does not stop at daybreak and instead should never end in the forever purge. Yeah, no shit. I mean, that didn't tell us anything. Nope. And I was like, when I read that, I was like, that's not helpful at all. By the way, marauders is a way better name than purges. Yeah, I'm glad you call them purges. (laughs) Now, I actually thought that was a little bit unfair that we didn't get a lot of information Mm. from that description there so I actually went to Games Radar who uh, had an exclusive didn't story didn't they say on the something movie. isn't it isn't uh, it says somewhere that the, it's a couple of are you going to let me read what I've got here so Games Radar had a, an exclusive sort of look at the, the movie and they have said the movie will take place after the events of election year something on you Matty D didn't see the movie whereas the first Purge acted as a prequel to the 2013 original and will centre on Adela, played by Ana de la Reguera, and Juan, played by Tenoc Huerta, who finds solace at a Texan ranch having fled a drug cartel in Mexico. Things go awry when a group of outsiders decide to keep purging beyond the allotted time when people can break any laws. So is that more along the lines of what you had uh, surmised? Yes. Yeah, that's what I read. The whole escaping the cartel aspect confuses me. Yeah. Because I'm not seeing any evidence of that Me in the, the plot. Me neither. And I guess like the cartel are just normal people because <laughs> they're breaking the laws anyway. Yeah, exactly. And they're in Mexico and not what the US. What would organized crime do during the purge? Would they just be like, ugh. That's when they get all their hits done. <laughs> but then there's no organized crime. <laughs> there's no crime. organized crime. There's then. no organized crime because you've got to remember all crime doesn't exist well, outside of the purge. Well, cartel is in Mexico, so. It's a different country. They yeah, don't have so the purge there. They don't have the purge there. So maybe that yeah. has something to do with it. I guess we'll we'll explore that. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm sure we both work the cartel in our plots in some degree, yeah. even if it is very loosely. Now, another thing I thought I'd point out as well, I, I've teased it a little bit before. At the end of Purge election year, the Purge was actually abolished by the newly elected president. So I don't know why they're still doing a Purge. I've worked it into my plot, the reason why I think they're still doing a Purge. But yeah, that was a big plot point at the end of that movie. And that was supposed to round out the trilogy. The trilogy was like, oh, the purge is done. There's no more purges. Trilogy over. That's why the first purge was a prequel. And this movie, yeah, why is there another one? I guess somebody ran on the campaign of make purging great again. Yeah. I wearing guess so. a lot of red hats. Yeah. Well, I'm that seeing was, a lot of political that was commentary. Very much, that was very much that movie. Yeah. And oh my God, there was a scene in that movie. It was one that I, it was the one that I saw, wasn't it? Uh, there was a scene in the movie as well where a bunch of policemen during the purge are just beating up a black guy. And I was like, that is so... So on the nose, come on, purge election year. 
And I think the, the two main characters are two black people as well, and they go into a town that's like all Ku Klux Klan members rocking around with machine guns. Yeah, it's, it's that subtle. That's, that's the sort of movies that we're dealing with here, just like great subtlety like that. So let's talk about who's in this movie before we dive into our individual plots. So we've mentioned her already. Playing the character of Adela is Ana de la Regrera. Now, does that name sound familiar to you at all? Did her face seem familiar to you at all? Nope. Well, it should because she played Cruz in Army of the Dead. Oh, there you go. Now, I'm not spoiling anything about Army of the Dead, but all I can say about the character of Cruz in that movie is she should probably look behind her a little bit more. (laughs) She should look where she's come from, maybe a little bit without spoiling anything. Now, she's actually the only actor in this movie that I know. She's the only one I know. So for the rest of the cast list, I'm just going to say who the actor is and who they're playing. Mm -hmm. So we've got next up playing the character of Juan, who is apparently Adela's partner. We don't know if they're married or if they're just boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, I think they're old enough. They probably are married. So playing that character is Tenor Cueta, who again we mentioned before in the plot summary. Uh, Next up playing the character of Dylan Tucker, who is the young farmer, is Josh Lucas. And playing his wife, Emma Kate Tucker, is Cassidy Freeman. And playing an older Tucker, we don't know what their relation is to the other ones, but I have a theory, of course, playing the character of Caleb Tucker is Will Patton. Mm. I don't know who any of these people are. Nope, me neither. But that's typical of the Purge movies. They always get sort of unknown people or people who've just done stage work or a little bit of television. So outside of Anna Dealer. It's cheap as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm sure these people were paid like 20 bucks and a slap on the ass. They got lunch. There you go. They came. It's good exposure, guys. I'm sure you know exactly how that feels, buddy, D. Yes, I do. So I reckon, in all fairness, since you went first last time we did a plot, I think it's only fair that I go first this time. Take the stage, sir. And I've got to say, I approach writing this plot the same way that I did writing my Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It plot. With a lot of care, tact, research, time. No, the opposite. So what I did was I watched the trailer one time. Wow. I watched the trailer one single time and then just went, oh, I sort of know the formula of a Purge movie. I'll just put whatever I think usually will happen. I don't know if that's paid off for The Conjuring yet, but I suppose we'll see. But usually I break down these trailers frame by frame and try and work out everything, you know, in the exact sequence that it happens. And usually it works out for me. But yeah, I was like, I I don't really have the time and energy to do that for this trailer because the trailer is so chaotic. There's just so many quick cuts and chaos and, you know, you can't tell who's who and... Ram's heads and... Yeah, all sorts of shit is going on, so... And another thing, as, as I was writing down what I think was going to happen, I really felt like a 12-year-old writing this plot. <laughs> well... Like, uh, and then they come here and this blows up and then there's a car chase and then, then this happens and that happens. I mean, that's what people want to see, right? I suppose so. And it's and it's the final movie in quotation marks, so, I mean, yeah, you've got exactly. to go hard or go home. So it really felt like Purge fan fiction to me as I was writing it. And uh, I suppose, you know, there is a real juvenile quality to these movies. I mean, just look at the concept. Yeah. So we're not exactly dealing with high art here. But, you know, like I said, this could be the best Purge movie ever. We're going to have to watch it. So at least, you know, we should have some fun with it. We're obviously not the fans for this franchise, but this movie could be the one to drag us back into it. We might be looking back at all the Purge movies in the future. Now, are you confident or do you just not care? Uh, I tell you what, I'm not confident because I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love to hear it. So I think the movie will open with a cold open. And surprise, we'll, surprise. We'll open with news footage. And he will see that President Roan finally caved and said, All right, you guys, you've been asking for so long. You guys can have one last purge. But I promise this will be the very last one. No more purges after this point. I said, I know I said in the past that there wouldn't be any more purges, but I heard you guys, you were complaining. You started committing crimes on the side, and I was just like, Oh boy, this looks bad for me. So one more purge. But then we're going straight home. <laughs> no more purges. And you're going to go to bed. So is, is this going to be something he's going to be reluctantly doing? She. She? Yeah. I didn't watch the last movie. 
bad of me to assume. So yes, reluctant. So quite like the purge creator himself, James DeMarco, <laughs> the president Ron is saying one more, one more, guys. That's it. Right. So very reluctantly, as you say. And I'm imagining there's a lot of people that wanted the purge to happen. Maybe there's protests and things like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. This is all covered by the news spiel at the start. Cool. So we start with news footage just so we're caught up with the world of the purge so far. So we may not have seen another purge movie before this point. So we're supposed to get the whole deal of it straight away. And as the news footage ends, we hear the purge, the famous purge siren start up as night falls. So we know that the purge is underway. Wow. It really helped you watch a a purge movie for this, doesn't it? Yes. Well, I've seen two. Uh, Well, one and a half, basically. (laughs) So we cut to the next morning where the purge is now over. This is something that's covered in the trailer. I thought it was quite clever because we don't really see this in the world of the purge. Mm -hmm. We see bodies and rubble littered all over the streets. And here we see the survivors emerging from their bunkers and hiding places. And then we see government cleanup crews. They soon appear to clean up the bodies and the wreckage. And I think the main portion of this movie will take place on a small town near the border of Texas and Mexico. Possibly the town near where Rambo used to live. (laughs) Near his house. Yeah, exactly. Near his ranch. Rancho Rambo. So the reason for this, I think, is because it's going to be somewhat of a political commentary, maybe a little bit too late. I could not agree with you more. Talking about the whole Mexican-American politics, mm-hmm. all of that stuff that came up during the Trump administration. Yes. Now that that's over, I don't know if that's still an issue over in the US. At least they're not talking about it anymore. Because this movie was supposed to come out in 2018, There you right? go. There you go. I think it was supposed to come out maybe early 2020 or 2019. So it would have been way more yeah. relevant then. Maybe it was supposed to come out around the time of the election in 2020. I, I think that this movie is going to have a lot of social commentary, a lot oh, of political absolutely. commentary that is quite dated. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So I tell you what, I didn't think the political commentary was strong enough in the Purge election year. I went into that movie expecting the political commentary to be like really sort of over the top and obvious, but they were just sort of like hinted well, it's at stuff. election year. Yeah, exactly. See, what I wanted from the movie is I wanted like Trump running around like in a tank blowing up people, like blowing up Mexicans on the border and then Hillary there going around, I don't know, doing whatever Hillary does. Steamrolling <laughs> What does people. she do? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, murdering her husband. <laughs> That's what I wanted from that movie, but no, it wasn't that campy. Well, I did say these movies aren't known for their subtlety, but in this circumstance, I'm like, oh, too subtle. Too subtle. Instead, we've got a girl going, I want my candy bar. The Statue of Liberty comes to life and starts just killing people. That was the poster, basically. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's not that sort of movie franchise, though. Back to my plot, though. So, here in this town on the Texas-Mexican border, we meet Adela, who is a Mexican refugee who works in town. Her husband, Juan, works as a farmhand at a nearby farm owned by the Tucker family, and he travels to the farm. We see this at this point in the movie. He travels to the farm with a friend who doesn't have a character name, so I've just decided to call him Rico. Played by... Uh, I don't know. Um, He was listed in the cast list, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, well, we don't know who the actor was, and I don't know the character's name, so he's Rico. He's just Rico, who's Juan's friend. So Rico explains that The Purge is only one night a year, and it is still happening for some reason. Well, I already explained why it's still happening. So Adela and Juan had previously fled from Mexico to Texas to escape the cartel. There you go, ding, done. And (laughs) That's the cartel in the movie. And this has been their first purge experience so they'll explain that they've just recently come there because they were having trouble with the cartel and they're like america never has any crime it seems like a great place to live Mm -hmm. no one told them about the whole purge thing until like right now we also at the same time meet the tucker family on their farm with dylan his wife emma and dylan's father caleb they had safely bunkered down for the night and are now keen to get back to work so they're brushing off their hands they're like everybody get off your asses Mm -hmm. time to start the day Around this point as well, I think Emma will learn that she's recently fallen pregnant and Dylan will be over the moon. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. Uh Uh-oh. But things aren't all wine and roses since while on her way to work, Adela comes across something strange in her neighbourhood. 
A ghost is locked up in a cage and it sits suspiciously down an alleyway. We see this Did in the trailer. Did you say a ghost or a goat? A goat. Okay. I ain't afraid of no goats, I'll tell you that. <laughs> is this a I, Ghostbusters I, movie? I, is this a crossover? I hope is I said Slimer goat. In, the, in the cage? If I did say ghost, I'm leaving it in. So Adela figures that it's a leftover trap from the purge and tries to free the goat. But the cage is a trap after all. And when she pushes the release lever, she is pinned in position somehow on top of the cage. Adela is then approached by scary looking men in rabbit masks and she desperately tries to convince them that the purge is over. But they're not convinced. Adela is rescued at the last second by two helpful survivors who are just as shocked as she is that the purge hasn't stopped. Maybe everyone just didn't like... Everyone's watches are incorrect. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the whole, like, confusion. <laughs> it was daylight savings. They did the purge on daylight savings. There's, like, a power outage and everyone's clocks are all behind. Yeah, maybe. So, at the same time, back on the Tucker farm, men in black cowboy outfits sporting masks will emerge from inside the barn. The cowboys will take the Tucker family and their workers hostage and declare that, to them, the purge will never end. They'll say, this is the forever purge. Dylan mouths off to one of the cowboys and, in return, they punch him in the face. The cowboys then start executing the Tucker family, starting with the father Caleb and a couple of farmhands. When it looks like Dylan and his wife are dead meat, they are rescued at the last second, this is going to be a reoccurring thing in my plot, by Juan and Rico, who arrive guns blazing. But they don't have time to catch their breath, since they soon spot a larger crew of cowboys tearing towards the farm in a fleet of vehicles. Juan, Rico and the two Tuckers flee in Rico's truck, leading to a brief car chase. After the chase, Rico says that their best chance of survival is to escape over the Mexican border. Apparently in the trailer, they say like the Mexican border is going to be open for like four hours or whatever. I don't get the stipulations behind that, but you know, whatever. It's just a plot point. Just letting all the, everyone across while they can and then blocking it off. I guess so. They're about to finish a wall in the construction. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're just putting the last piece in, but it's going to take them four hours. So yeah, their best chance at survival is escaping over the Mexican border where the purge is illegal. But Juan refuses to leave without his wife and our heroes decide to travel into town to pick her up first. Back in town, Adela and the two good Samaritans are harassed by more purges. So these two Samaritans, like, you can just, in your head, imagine what they look like, because I have no idea what they look like. I have no idea who's playing them in the movie. I'm just imagining that there's two people helping her out. Adela and the two good Samaritans are harassed by more purges, but they are all soon surrounded by the police, who swoop in at the last second. So police are still around. Yeah, exactly. Well, the police need to be there to enforce the law. It's not like they don't have police in Purge Universe. Yeah. And the police need to be doing their job because it's outside of the allotted purge time. And they're probably fighting all these purges as well. Yeah, absolutely. So they're surrounded by the police and they're all loaded into the back of a police van where one of the purges, in the back of the van that is, declares that there are no more laws in the United States anymore. We're done. This is now purged. The United States of Purge Erica. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't they call it that, Kieran? Yeah, because it sucked. Just as the two police in the front seat are talking about how crazy the situation is, they're blindsided by another vehicle. The police van flips over. It's like the end of the Joker. Mm -hmm. The police van flips over and more purges drag some of the prisoners from the back of the van. One of the good Samaritans is killed here, but Adela and the other Samaritan are rescued at the last second by Juan, Rico and the Tuckers. A gunfight breaks out between our heroes and the purges. There you go. I refer to them as the purges as well. Adela and the Samaritan have their hands zip-tied together, which leads to more suspense during the action scene. So the police, you know, they don't use handcuffs in the US anymore. They just zip-tie people because I think you can sort of slip out of handcuffs and it's more secure with zip-ties. So so they've got their hands zip-tied together. They're trying to run around. It's a lot more difficult for them. Yeah. They can't handle weapons. You get the scene. You can, you can paint it in your head. Absolutely. After our heroes escape, they decide to head to the local police station for help. Maybe the cops can escort them over the border. Who knows? But on arriving at the police station, they find that all the cops have been brutally executed. I think there's a shot in the trailer. I couldn't tell if they were police or not, where they're all like stuck up to the wall. 
Yeah, there like is Michael shot. Myers does with the guy with glasses in the first Halloween movie. So that's the police in your plot. Yeah, that's right. So they've all been executed. The police station has been raided. All the guns have been stolen. So there's no chance of being, you know, helped over the border by, by the police here. Meanwhile, the military descends on the town and begins to battle the purges. And an all-out war begins on the streets. And Matty D will finally be oh. happy because the battle will finally spill out onto the streets. I love it. I love what it. you always wanted from a movie. Our heroes will have to avoid being killed by both the purges and the military as they escape the town. The Samaritan will be killed off here during this escape because he doesn't even have a character name in my plot. And Rico also dies here. Sorry, Rico. So the military just killing everybody? It could be purges, could be military. But yeah, the military are like, they don't know who's so a good guy or a bad guy. They're just like, fire. if you're out in the streets, you're a bad guy. So bang, 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 you're dead. Mm-hmm. Our heroes find a safe haven along the highway to spend the night, possibly in an abandoned motel where a, de- a dealer. I don't know if it's a dealer or a dealer where Adela and Emma Tucker bond over Emma's unborn child. Adela had previously lost a child to the cartel. I mean, it wasn't like she was pregnant and miscarried, but she had a child that was born and it was killed by the cartel, which is why they ended up fleeing. Like, it was a small child they had. And so Adela sees it as her personal mission to make sure that Emma and the baby make it safely to Mexico. Right, okay. So it's like, not a redemption story, but that's her character. Yeah, that's right. That's what she wants. She won't be able to sleep at night. It's like her silence of the lambs. She won't be able to sleep at night until, you know, she fulfills this sort of prophecy. The following morning, our heroes are attacked by more purges, yet again inside an abandoned shack. This is the only way I could fit it into the plot. <laughs> it is in the trailer. But this time, they have dirt bikes. Cool. The purges threaten to scrape off Juan's face with their dirt bike wheel, but he is saved at the last second by Dylan and Adela. Be still my beating heart. <laughs> our heroes flee the purges yet again, and we have yet another car chase, but this one with motorcycles. <laughs> Now, I originally wanted the movie to end with our heroes being shot up by the Mexican Border Patrol, but I don't think they'll go that dark in this sort of movie. So, in my head, you can picture it now. It's like the ending of The Devil's Rejects. Like, they, they're, like, all relaxed and like, oh, we finally made it away from the purges. They're driving towards the Mexican border and they just get all, like, blasted <laughs> by a bunch of people standing there with machine guns. Yeah, I don't think the Mexican border will be portrayed as... In a negative light. I don't know. Maybe they would be. Well, this may still happen in the movie. I, in Like I said, if it was me making it, that's what I'd do. But like I said, I don't think it's the sort of movie where they do that. So instead, our four surviving heroes will make it over the Mexican border. But in one final scare, they'll be attacked by more purges who have followed them over the border. As per usual, they'll survive by the skin of their teeth, ding, defeat the purges in a triumphant scene, and walk off into the Mexican sunset. So the movie will end with a final newsreel and we'll learn that President Roan has been assassinated and the United States of America falls into chaos. The end. What a the happy end? note to end the movie the on. The last movie of the franchise. Yeah, that's right. It ends with, you know, it started off as a utopia and then it ended with complete chaos. See, that's the damage that The Purge did overall. There you go. But well, actually, safe. they tried to abolish the, the Purge, didn't they? So that's what happened. See, what, when you get rid of the Purge, it just yeah. all goes to shit. With a concept like this, it's hard to kind of write an ending for it, isn't it? Yes, it's exactly. Like, it's like the only thing you can go to is absolute chaos and destruction. Mm. Done. Yeah, which is what I did. Or abolish the Purge. Which is what they did in the last movie. <laughs> they can't do the same shit again. No, they cannot. Now, here's my plot. Or Did you have anything else that you were going to say? No, that's it. That's it? How'd you feel about it? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me let tell me you. Let me say my standard thing. If I get at least one thing right in this plot, <laughs> I'll be happy. No, I don't. I won't be happy either way. Let me go into my plot of the Forever Purge, or as I like to call it, the Forever Purge, escaping by the skin of their teeth. Oh. No, no, <laughs> which, escaping at the last second, which, which, rescued at the last second, which I think is going to happen a lot. So this movie will be a cold open as well. Perfect. We're going to have Juan and Adela running from a drug cartel. 
Uh, okay. They're on foot. Maybe they're battered and disheveled. Now, we're going to believe, because we're just sort of jumped into this movie, we're going to oh, believe I like where you're going that it's this. part of the perch. Yeah, that's right. So it's nighttime. Yes. There's like people chasing them with dogs. You and, can see it. And guns with torches. And like there's shouting in Spanish when mm-hmm. Mexican. And you yep. see these two people like tearing through the brush. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see it in my head. So it's complete, but it's completely unrelated. But we don't know this as yeah. the audience. And just when That's we think. genius. I like that. Thank you. And just when we think Juan and Adela are cornered and about to be killed, some masked attackers come out and start killing the cartel in a savage act of random violence. So you're saying at the last second? Yes. <laughs> so it's the purges that kill the cartel. Okay. Why so, are there purges in Mexico? Well, they're, they're across the border at this stage. Oh, okay. So the cartel followed them over the border. Yes. Okay, yeah. I see. So or they just, have they just swam out of the Rio Tinto, <laughs> or they or they have uh, you know they have people over the border. But we're to believe okay. that Juan and Adela have fled over the border, but they're still being pursued by the cartel. Okay. Yep. In fact, I never in my plot address why the cartel are chasing them. I guess that's well, we just don't your, need to know your imagination. Yeah, they may never explain it in the actual movie. So the killers don't seem to notice Juan and Adela, so they're able to get they're able to make their getaway. They sort of sneak out while all this. Yeah. Chaos is happening. So they're running along the side of a dark road and a car pulls up. And we might, and we think that this might be another purge killer, but it turns out to be a nice farmer slash good Samaritan. Mm. Now, this is somebody that we see- Interesting that you use the term good Samaritan in your plot as well. Now, this is somebody we see in the trailer, but is not somebody who's credited in the cast list. I saw that the actor is played by somebody called, and I'm probably going to butcher your name, so I'm sorry, Algerio Edda. Okay. Yeah, he's got a beard in the trailer. I didn't have a name. Is this for Rico? Him. This, this is this is you called him Rico in your plot. Okay, because he's the same guy that gives the exposition in the car. Okay, yep. Okay, that so he's sense. that guy. So I guess I need to think of a name for him, right? And it can't be Rico. <laughs> it can't be Rico. All right, we'll call him. We'll call him Eddie. Okay, Guerrero. No, we could just call him Eddie because his last name is Edda, so it's easy for me. Okay, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Eduardo. Eduardo. Why not? So he offers them a lift. And this all. Geez, t- I hope his I hope his name isn't Steve. <laughs> the actual movie is going to look like such idiots. <laughs> and then it turns into a car chase between the farmer and some purge killers. So mm. they're just driving around in reckless car, and they're just trying to run Eddie and the the two heroes off the road. So they eventually lose them and make it to a motel, same motel mm. we see in the trailer. There we go. So the motel doorman lets them in, and we see that there's a room full of regular civilians, and we're going to see a lot of families, a lot of kids, a lot so of. So they're hiding out. Yeah, they're hiding out. Just illustrates the innocence of these people and they're all taking refuge and they're all watching the TV as the TV is counting down to when the purge is over. Mm. I think it's important that you cover this in your plot even though you may not have it there initially but why is the purge continuing on even though they abolished it in the last movie in your mind? Uh, In my mind, I didn't know that they abolished it in the last movie so I didn't include it but I'm going to have some exposition later on in this movie where they explain that people really picketed for and asked for the purge to happen. So So basically the same as what happened in mind. Yeah, the government kind of bent and just said, all right, we'll we'll have the purge again. Well, I guess it's been four years since the election year, which was 2016. Well, no, it wasn't 2016. That was 2022 or maybe it was 2020. But yeah, maybe it's been four years and there's a new president who brought it back. Mm. I think it's going to be a case of the purge was brought back by popular vote and it'll be a commentary on... Stupid shit. The government's not doing what's good. The government's doing what's popular and like short term, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I like that. So the countdown happens and then sirens flare up and they're all relieved. Famous purge siren. Because they've survived the purge and they get to exit the motel to a new day. Sun's shining. They're like, Mm -hmm. hooray, we survived the purge. So Edda offers Juan and Adele to stay at his Texas farm. Now, Eddie is the uh, 
is the farm owner in my plot. Okay, so the Tuckers don't own their own farm? No, but they're there. So, so wait, the Tuckers work on wait, Eddie's farm? I'll just I'll just come to it in a second. Okay. So he offers Juan and Adela to stay at his stay at his farm just to lay low from the cartel because they're both Mexicans, so he feels he can relate to him. He's like, right, you know, because he's Mexican too. Yeah, he's Mexican okay. too. He's like, lay low at my ranch. And just because he's such a nice guy, he'll extend this offer to Dylan and Emma Tucker, who he met in the hotel. Okay. The motel. What about their dad? What about the other Tucker? Yeah, he's there. He's there, sure. They're all kind of hiding in the hotel. So what Dylan's story is, is he would have had a home, he had a family and whatnot, and it was destroyed during the purge. So he has nothing. He has his wife, he has his father. Well, that's not nothing. No, it's not, but they lost their house. Okay. They, they don't yeah, have anything. Yeah, I see so what you mean. Eddie's like, hey, come to my house. Maybe he had a property, actually. He had a farm that was burnt and destroyed. So okay. Dylan's going to come and work on Eddie's farm. Okay. I can't wait for you to be wrong in the actual movie. <laughs> I cannot wait. So while they're traveling down to the farm- Eddie is going to give Dylan some exposition on what the purge is all about, and perhaps yep. he's going to explain in the four years that the purge was abolished and then was brought back. You know, we see this on the trailer. Yeah. And the reason I think it's not Dylan's farm is because when he's walking around the farm in the trailer, he seems like he doesn't know, like he seems very confused. It's very new to him. That's why I don't think it's his farm. I didn't get that at all from the trailer. And what also- about when he tells everybody to get back to work? Is he just no? He, is he just establishing authority straight no, away? No, doesn't he say something like, "Oh, time to go to work"? That's what I thought he said. No, he's shouting to everybody, "Let's go back to work." Oh, maybe he's just saying that as like an encouragement. Okay, sure. The reason I think this is because he's walking around. He looks like he's confused. He's also, so wrong, folks. also, I think it's so going to swerve that it's the it's a Mexican gentleman that owns the farm, not a, okay. not a white guy who's employing Mexicans because we're not that racist in this movie. Okay, so right. that's why I think it's going to be the case. Anyway, they arrive at the farm and they do some basic farm work. But all is not what it seems. And all it, is not wine and roses. <laughs> and Adele gets trapped when looking at it's one Adela, of Adela, by the way. Oh, Adela. Yeah, she's not rolling in the deep. <laughs> she's rolling through the Rio it's actually, Tinto. On the farm, Adele is actually there as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, singing songs and whatnot. <laughs> right. Breaking Just to up motivate boyfriends. people. Um, breaking so, up boyfriends. <laughs> okay. Adela gets trapped when she's looking at one of the ghost cages. I mean, goat cages. Okay. <laughs> and Dylan gets ambushed while he's in the barn. Okay. So they, like, let out horses and stuff. So, is they... the goat cage on the farm? Yeah, the goat cage is on the farm. Okay. So, she's just releasing That's it. It's not a in the trailer, but okay. It's a mechanic, like, device that uh, the door swings open and then pins her down yep. from the neck some somehow. Mechanism, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the word. I like that you said somehow in your plot, too, because it doesn't really make sense how it works. Well, she's poking her head through, like, a hole, and then it kind of flips around yeah. and then pins her down. So Yeah, that's right. It'll work. They all get gagged and tied up. The bad guy is a guy with black eyed shadow dressed as a cowboy. Yep. And he goes on a rant saying that the purge is not over and that this is going to be the forever purge. Yep, yep, yep. He seems to be the leader of a group who believes the purge should be permanent. Now, one- Outliers. Juan and Eddie haven't been captured by this stage. It's only, we'll say it's Dylan. Where are they? It's Adela. Are they getting breakfast somewhere or something? Well, you know, they're, they're somewhere else on the farm. Okay. So it's it's Dylan, it's Adela, it's uh, it's the old guy. Caleb. Yeah, Caleb. And then Emma, Kate. Emma as well. Maybe some farm hands. Ranch so, hands. Ranch hands. Yep. But, uh, George Spahn is there. Juan and Eddie are okay. They get some guns and they shoot most of the purge enthusiasts. So they manage to save our heroes and they grab the At hostages. the last second. Last second. And they go to leave. Uh, just as a car with pro-purge propaganda drives through. So they have yep. like- They've got a sign on it. They've got the cavalry. The cavalry's coming in and they're yep. just like, oh no, there's more people. Let's run. So they get into a vehicle and escape. Along the road, their car breaks down because of course it does. Yep. So they go into a small town for gas, which of course they would. That mm-hmm. always happens in these movies. Small town, yep. And this will give us another scene of survival suspense and another action scene. But not so being- the town, like the small town's in chaos because of the forever purge, I kind of see it as they're walking around and everybody's dead. Okay. You know? So- the purges have already been there. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, they run into some more purges and yep, then yep, yep. 
They got more masks. Again. Everyone's really impressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they can't get into the original car, but they find a police van and drive away. There we go. Da-da-da. Now, they'll notice that there are prisoners in the back of the van who are arrested for continuing the purge. But as the prisoner- They, they decided to put Adela's hands in like zip ties because they're like, oh, Adela, <laughs> you know, just for fun. Well, I didn't notice that in the trailer, so it's not in my <laughs> plot. I only watched the trailer once. <laughs> I'm watching it. I won't tell you how many times oh, I watched the geez. trailer because I did not notice that. But this guy's just here to explain that you know the police tried to stop the purge from continuing, yeah. but were unsuccessful. So whoever's yeah, driving got, this like, van, blown up. Yeah, whoever's driving this van was like, screw it, and he just left. And a lot of uh, a lot of law enforcement officers are either trying to fight the good fight by themselves, yeah, running off and losing or dying. Now the prisoner has some friends who are in another car, and they try to save them. Yep, by ramming the by ramming yep. into them. Yeah, glad we both had that. So there's a ch- there's a car chase that happens. They crash. Dylan kills the bad guys with an axe or a sledgehammer. Take your pick. It looked like an axe in the trailer. Was it a sledgehammer? I think it was a sledgehammer. I didn't work it in my plot, so it doesn't matter. So they hear on the radio that Mexico has opened its borders for a short period of time. Yep. And yes, this movie will be that on the nose and that yes. dated. So now they have a plan. Now they have a destination. Let's get to Mexico. Let's go over the border. So they gear up with guns and they'll they'll fight their way to a city. It looks like it's called Electro City or something. Sorry to the trailer. So it's going to be there. He hates Spider-Man. That city. <laughs> Uh, and in this city, there's chaos reigning. Everyone's just fighting. It's yep. pandemonium. So they'll have to fight to survive. Eddie will be killed. Uh, the main bad guy will be a scarecrow, like a scarecrow mask guy. Wow. Stuff's this happening. The movie's just full of supervillains from <laughs> superhero it movies. It certainly is. So they managed to find a house on the outskirts of, I guess, near the is it border. It's like a shack. Yeah, it is a shack. There you yep. go. And they stay there the night. The plan is to wait out until morning and then make it to Mexico. Mm-hmm. So morning happens, um, and they think morning everything's okay. But it's kind of like can it's kind of suspenseful. The first morning. Sorry, <laughs> like I like you singing that as a soundtrack to my plot. Yeah. By the way, so Emma's just sitting by the window for some reason and gets taken out by <laughs> one of these like purge guys, yeah. like like as a zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. Like he just bursts through the wood. Like <laughs> <laughs> he pulls her out. You can picture it yes. and also see it in the trailer. <laughs> yes. If you this, watch the trailer, you can see it in detail. This guy's wearing a ram skull, by the way. Why? Yeah. He just feels like it's it. part of the ram cult. <laughs> yeah. That'll make sense to you in a future tatted. episode. Really? Yep. So he asks for Juan and Adele. So essentially what this guy's doing is he wants them because the cartel is still after him. Mm-hmm. So he's going to trade Emma for those guys. But because yep. he's so cold-blooded, he changes his mind and just decides to slit her throat to show how irredeemable mm. he is. Is this the guy who's like, speak English in the trailer? No, I did. Didn't see that in the trailer. Okay. He looks like the guy from Blade who gets set on fire at the start of the movie. It's the guy with the Rams mask. Okay, yep. Whoever that is. 1-800-RAMS. Exactly. <laughs> Him. So there's, there's going to be an old school Oh man, that's Western a super local reference. Shoot, no, one's gonna get, no one's going to get that reference. The that's, Rams reference. Yeah, 1-800-RAMS. Like, no one's going to get that reference. <laughs> I anyone, apologize to everybody overseas who won't get that had reference. A, if anyone had a television in yeah. Australia, you'll know what that Back is. Back in the 90s. <laughs> oh my God. Rams. Registered Australian Mortgage Securities. 1-800-069-070. Just as dated as this movie. Mm. So we're going to have an old school Western shootout. <laughs> oh, I hope so. One will get wounded but not die. He'll take uh, one to the leg. Most will be... Sorry. Sorry. What's happening? I'm not repeating it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I didn't hear you. Uh, so they'll kill most of them, but realize that they're outnumbered 
and Dylan will use himself as a distraction to go out in a blaze Yoo-hoo. of glory. Yep. Is that you doing Mickey Mouse again? No, no, no. It's Dylan like going, Yoo-hoo, over here. <laughs> Big summer blowout. <laughs> um, oh, dear. This will allow Juan and Adela to escape. Yep. So Juan and Adela make it across the border. This movie will do a fake out where we think they've been caught by some bad guys, but it turns out to be officers for the law or the border patrol people. There we go. Uh, yay. And they will help Juan and Adele. So they're free uh, and they'll have a relatively happy ending. Um, also, Mexico will be filled in sepia. Okay. Just want to point that out there. And because this is the final movie, the franchise, either internally or externally, maybe by another country, the rest of the United States of America will be bombed. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's quite extreme. It'll be said that the purge has made things get out of hand, so bombing will fix the issue before it spreads. This will leave us with a bittersweet, over-the-top ending in which... We are seeing absolute destruction. And like we mushroom are- clouds rising across the United States. <laughs> and we are left like thinking- Dr. Strange love. <laughs> and we are left thinking about the moral questions the movie poses. Mm. Well, not really, because it's a purge movie. But okay. that's what the that's what they're going to go for. We'll think about the moral questions that the movie raises until we finish our popcorn and walk out the door. <laughs> and we're like, we'll be oh, like, what's for dinner? was the purge really right? Was the problem humanity- all along. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we'll hand them the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So they're going to be at the Oscars for Best uh, Original Screenplay yeah. next year. I look forward to it. Well, there you go. Very solid. We had, we had a lot of similarities and we had well, a lot of differences. I was very confident until you started pointing out things in the trailer I hadn't yeah, seen. Yeah, I think after this episode, we'll re-watch the trailer and I'll point out things that I noticed and you can point out things that you noticed. Sure. And I think the audience can watch the trailer as well and see where we we're coming from. But I'm sure in watching the trailer yourself, you may have ideas of what you think is going to happen in this Purge movie. You might be a big Purge fan. I want to hear from a Purge the direction fan. that the movie's going to go in. So if you have any theories of what you think is going to happen in the Purge movie, dear listener, in the final Purge, please let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site, or you can hunt us down on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us a DM. Slide into the DMs, as Matty DM likes to say. That's your new nickname. That's my new nickname. Man, we're, new we DJ are name. off the rails in this episode. It's like we just drank a whole heap of sugar. This is probably one of the earliest shows we've ever recorded. Well, not really, but we're getting kind of giddy here. We need our coffee. Or maybe less coffee. We've just had our <laughs> coffee. Shut up, Kieran. Get on with the episode. So let us know what you think is going to happen in the movie. Let us know who you think is going to be closer to the actual plot, if you care about that sort of thing. And before we wrap it up for another episode, that leads me to talk about what we're going to be discussing next week, what we're going to be predicting the plot of next week. And that is, Matty D, you're going to be so excited. You're Am I be, really? Because you're you're say be so that, excited. And you know that usually when you say that, I'm usually not excited at all. Because next so. week we're talking about Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> we're talking about the sequel to Space Jam. <gasps> it's been a long time coming, at oh least 20 my years. Oh, Lord. It's Here been at least go. 20 years since the last Space Jam movie. So, so Yeah. Let us know what you want to see in a new Space Jam yes. movie. I certainly have a lot of things that I'm yes. going to bring to the table. Visit the original Space Jam website because it's still there. Yes, it is. <laughs> and we've got LeBron James filling in the very large shoes of Michael Jordan in this movie. Mm, Can't yes. wait to talk. I cannot. I cannot yeah, wait to talk about this This is going to be movie. a big one. This was a big movie from our childhood, so it's going to be exciting to yes. talk about our histories, talk about this movie. Oh, man. Will it live up? What, this movie or the original movie? As in this movie? I personally think that the original movie doesn't hold up. (laughs) But we'll talk about that. We've got to watch it again. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah. We're also going to be watching Devil Made Us Do It pretty soon as well. We're going to go off to watch that. I'm excited to watch that Conjuring movie as well. It's currently in cinemas if you haven't already seen it. So, next episode, we'll have watched that. So, let us know your thoughts on that if you want to get in touch with us directly. And until then? Until then, you won't hear another episode like this until the next Purge Day. Yeah. When we can get away with it. 
This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. sweet tooth tonight and I want my candy bar and I'm gonna take it you don't got the balls to stop me 